0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast. We're glad to have you here. Today we're going to get into some topics like accountability, what that means, and how it can go wrong if you put it in the wrong context. So here you have it, episode 47.
1: We had some bad experiences with the church that we were a part of, and since then we're out here, we're asking the tough questions, and these conversations are just what follows. Enjoy. we're back uh round two actually
0: round two (laughs) yeah feels good
1: yep luckily uh luckily no one uh was watching on our first attempt (laughs) it was uh
0: why do we have to put it in the recording though there was a first (laughs) attempt no one would have known
1: if but but yeah
0: so here we are round two uh yeah glad to be with you as many times as it's still out here still out here still out here as many times as it takes to be out here to
1: get this till Jesus comes back
0: till Jesus comes <laughs> back
1: <laughs> and you would have known that joke if you saw the first take which i just acknowledged again
0: yes it didn't breaking happen. the fourth wall <laughs> all the time all the time
1: oh man so uh what's up ben
0: uh well i can tell you what's up keith yeah i got a for the first time in five years i'm changing careers Whoa. changing my place of employment look at you yeah i know i uh so if you if you work at conduit uh i didn't get a new job i'm gonna work there until i'm dead Please. exactly
1: no job Please don't think that my happens.
0: no loyalty is wavering at all i will be there until i'm dead but if you're not from conduit yeah i've got a new job finally <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, you need it, man. You have been talking about getting out of that place for a long... You, Not getting out, but you have talked about how much you dislike that job for a long time now.
0: Yeah, so. it's... I mean, it's not a bad job. Don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for what it did for my life. It was there to be a great, great uh, stepping stone for my life. Helped me set up my life. I had two kids at that job. I bought a house with that job. Uh, did a lot of good things for me, but... Uh, you definitely. I don't think anyone wants to make their whole career out of a call center. It's just not a good, yeah. especially not a high turnover one like Conduit and
1: Anderson. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but no, uh, there's so much I could say about that. But this is not the time or place. Maybe after I like actually switch employers, we'll have an honest, mm-hmm. honest episode about that. But um, I got a job at Home Advisor, like Wolf of Wall Street, high pressure sales type of job where I'm going to call businesses. i'm sorry how to do it i'm still getting used to the sound sound effects everybody
1: i i passed up on the first time i couldn't do it on this one no i had to play it
0: totally fine but uh yeah no so uh,
1: essentially you're just you're nagging at people to get them to buy your product
0: uh yes i mean if, if you want to look at it in its most simplistic form i guess you could say that what i'm really doing is i'm calling small businesses i'm i'm a technically a big business, calling small businesses, uh, trying to help them advertise, put them in a list of names that I'm going to recommend to a potential customer, and I have to sell the value of basically my company. Basically what I'm doing is saying, why would you put $3,000 to put your name on a billboard and maybe get someone to call you when I can just send you clients for less than that right now?
1: I mean, it's appealing, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, it appeals to businesses. I can help... Grow your business if you'll do business with me. That's what I'm offering at Home Advisor. Um, I'm sure, sure, uh, Ryan Thetford could give me some opinions about Home Advisor. I'm sure he's probably got a call from them before, like, hey, man. But uh, he's probably
1: not a fan of them, huh? Uh,
0: maybe not. I don't know. He probably has enough clients as it is. He doesn't need any help from anybody else. But small businesses that are like three or four employees, they need help getting their name out there and. Yeah, I can help them do that, if they're willing to you know pay a certain cost, and like this is the main reason that I was attracted to the job, is that
1: it's not conduit.
0: Well, well, I mean that's good, that's good. (laughs) But base salary is forty thousand dollars a year, so nineteen twenty three an hour is your like basically your base pay, and then commission is on top of that. So without a sale, I still make more money than I make now. With That's sa- awesome. with sales, I'll make potentially somewhere between 70 and 80 grand a year. Woo. And if you if you make 3 sales in a week, which is your weekly goal, let's mm-hmm. say you hit your weekly goal, no matter what day it is in the week, you don't have to work the rest of the week to earn your pay. So I'll just make 1923 an hour for the rest really? of the work week if I sell 3 things. So if I make 3 sales on Monday, I don't have to work for the next 6 days.
1: That is a pretty good deal. Yeah.
0: I mean I can create my own vacation time by just being successful. Yeah. So heck yeah, Joanna's gonna be able to quit her job eventually. Which is good
1: because she'll be able to be home with the kids. Absolutely, and which be able is to raise them.
0: If you if you're in a situation where you have kids and a wife and bills, having your wife not have to work is such a great thing. Or I mean whatever, reverse roles. If you're a wife who can work yeah, and have we're your not husband
1: misogynist, misogynist. <laughs> if you
0: are, dude, I heard this. <laughs> we're
1: for, not massagers. I,
0: I heard a ridiculous joke on the internet today. Someone oh, was like, man. "If you're a misogynist, <laughs> you're gonna have to be my fist. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's really bad. Oh yeah, really cheesy. But no, <laughs>
1: Madogin uh, <and> muffist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the uh no, but okay. this new job could be a huge huge opportunity for me, and potentially you know I might be able to get a home computer set up, maybe I can pour more maybe, into the podcast you know i can that. I'll just subscribe to our Patreon that we just recently set up I'll donate money there <laughs> i mean i'll do i'll, I'll do- I'll, I'll do- i'll sign up for our patreon <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, so, I mean, that's basically what's been going on in my life. That whole new job thing has been yep. taking over my brain and giving me a, lo- a little bit of uh, devilish, demonic anxiety. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've just been Demonic kinda... anxiety. Yeah, nah. okay. All anxiety is demonic. Let's talk about that. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I really have been. Because thinking... it's not a psychological thing at all. No,
0: there's no science behind it. It's, one... no. it's pure 100% demon Depression science. Depression
1: is a demon. Demon science.
0: No, I mean, In case they're... you guys
1: were wondering, <laughs> all I, forms of depression.
0: We're we're kind of blurring the lines between what I believe and don't believe at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is a spiritual issue, but it also has sometimes very physically observable effects that can be treated with physical medicine, as well as. I don't think it's
1: always a spiritual issue.
0: No, I mean not always. I mean it could
1: be, it could not be, but it I, could also just be a physical physiology thing too, as well.
0: Hundred percent like Uh, some
1: people just literally have an imbalance in their brain yeah you know there's no demons involved there's no spiritual warfare going on they literally just their brain was formed wrong yeah and i totally agree with that things don't transfer the right way
0: i totally agree with that but i mean i guess i would treat it the same as any other physical illness is that having a spiritual support system set up makes no matter what the illness be it depression or an amputated leg or cancer, Mm -hmm. it gives peace to the individual. It gives strength to the individual to ride through that rough physical condition. Even if that physical condition is something up with your brain that causes depression or anxiety.
1: Yeah. I agree with you.
0: I think it's a spiritual support system. Whether, Whether the disease is spiritual, I guess that's a different issue. But the support system that spirituality adds to life, I think, is valuable. No matter what is wrong with your body or your brain or... Your butt.
1: Or your butt. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree with you. So um, I hope my uh, paper shuffling doesn't get in the way too much. But Yeah,
0: we're super professional, guys.
1: We have show notes. <laughs> guys, so I just want to share with you guys, we have been doing a lot um, with the true. podcast. I have been um, investing a lot of my own money, getting the proper gear that we need, getting the right setup um it, the main thing that i personally am happy about us working on is we're getting show notes together we are getting really organized um we actually have a meeting that we're doing this coming up saturday morning i believe um oh, that's right mm-hmm. yeah and right. we are kind of going over pilgrims and prodigals season two if you yeah. would like what are our goals? What are we shooting for? What do we want out of the podcast? Um, and honestly, if you guys on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, feel free to DM us. Feel free to shoot us in the group. Slide and, into our DMs. Yeah, slide into our DMs.
0: <laughs> With some suggestions about how to make this podcast more professional.
1: Yeah. Let us know what you guys would like to hear us talk about. Let us know what we're doing wrong, what we could do better, honestly. It doesn't matter, like whatever it is. But,
0: I'll send us some messages about that. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm just really excited, man. I am I think that...
0: No, you guys, Keith is super pumped about the podcast <laughs> right yeah, now. Really he's am. he's like sent me... I think in the history of the podcast, Keith has sent me <laughs> probably like 25, 35 text messages. And that's how many text messages I've gotten in like the past week. Okay, yeah. that's a slight exaggeration. But like things are... A couple hour-long phone calls. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, we've, we've had a lot of discussions. Now you're kind of in on it. Like, you know as much as we do about yeah. our background and meetings and discussions. But uh, definitely open to feedback. And, I mean, we've always been open yep. to feedback. But we're about to implement a lot of different things. So now would be the time to put in feedback before we implement all the wrong things then ask for feedback. And you're like, I don't like all the new things. Yeah, help us shape the the future of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Let it be a Wise podcast words. of the people.
1: Wise words from uh, Pastor Ben.
0: <laughs> a podcast of Jesus <laughs> and yeah. the people and us mm-hmm. and our butts
1: and our butts. <laughs> they are also here.
0: Yeah, I'm just I just keep saying butts so people know what kind of podcast this is. This is a funny. This <laughs> is a, a funny podcast. I we like say to laugh. But. I like to laugh. <laughs> and butt is one of the funniest jokes that's ever been invented.
1: I like to laugh.
0: <laughs> okay. All right.
1: Anyway, so. Now that you know uh, how I feel. Off of that crazy train. Uh, so today I was talking to a guy on Twitter, which I kind of talked to you briefly about. Yeah. Keith um, uses
0: Twitter because he's hip.
1: Yeah sure i'm so cool uh no i started uh i saw this tweet and i was talking to this guy about it it's actually a guy i'm going to be on his podcast in like a couple weeks he's in europe right now he's on uh what do they call vacation a, a sabbatical he's on holiday <laughs> yes no in the church that's what we would call it but no it's not a vacation he's that's on a, holiday that, that's when you don't agree with your Va- church,
0: vacation you know? yeah i think vacation is that the word
1: no they they call it holiday
0: oh okay anyways holiday so he's
1: on holiday till the 18th but when he gets back i'm actually going to be on his show as a guest dang um, jealous promoting our show
0: keith's going international fam and
1: yeah trying to promoting our show and uh networking with some other cool guys who have the same heart um i want to know these guys i mean get on twitter bro they're okay hey, you Twitter fam, I'm telling you guys can you
0: at me when you're having a cool conversation and I'll totally jump
1: in yeah dude i'm I'm telling anyone out there if you don't have friends and you want to talk to people <laughs> dude Twitter literally like maybe
0: yeah. I need to jump on this Twitter thing
1: maybe I've been missing out you can just communicate with like you can find groups of people like you anywhere hmm. on Twitter
0: never thought about that that's yeah. kind of how I feel about reddit but Reddit's cool, yeah. But it's
1: more of just like forums. Yeah, that's true. I feel like Twitter's a little bit more interactive. But, yeah, I mean you can comment on forums and stuff. But anyway, so today we're going to get into something spicy. So I was talking to a guy on Twitter today, and he said, um, he said how how many of you out there have been hurt by um, account- accountability groups and evangelical churches? So, you know, I messaged on there, you know, that's easy. Um, <clears throat> you know, I I tweeted on there that, uh, you know, yes, we have been through similar things like that and kind of explained a little bit about it. But it just got me thinking about accountability and how it has kind of been abused in church um, and twisted into a way where I know it's hurt me. I'm sure it's hurt you in some ways. And yeah. we're not alone in that. I mean, this is something that, I feel like this is one of the topics we have not really fully addressed on the podcast. I mean, we've talked about pretty much everything else that's wrong with church. I don't, we we may have touched on it, but. There's
0: no way we could ever get to the bottom of that well. We'll be pulling on that for the rest of our yeah. lives. Until we fix church, there's always going to be something that we can talk about. Which would be
1: cool. I think it'd be really cool if one day we could get to the point where there's nothing else to talk about.
0: Yeah. And until I'm perfect, everybody in church is going to have something to talk to about me.
1: Oh, they gonna be I about hope me you're, for a while.
0: I hope your podcast is going great too, guys. <laughs> all the churchy podcasts is like yeah, be... these millennials that are just blurring the line between like what is Christianity no. and what isn't. They're just they just need so to get in lost
1: yeah. getting God's word and the truth and tells you who to be and
0: a jokes on you, I'm already in all those things, you <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not christ-like
0: oh sorry i mean you whipper snapper <laughs> you rapscallion i don't feel like that's any more christ-like to say that What the
1: dude. hell is a rapscallion a rapscallion what is a rapscallion what it's is like that? a it's like a it's a like it's a it's a some kind of lizard deceptive lizard
0: like a reptilian
1: wait oh the rapscallion that's what lucifer was in the garden before he lost his legs Yes. He was a rapscallion. Rapscallion. I believe that's in the Bible, Reptilians
0: right? are descendants of the rapscallions. <laughs> the
1: rapscallion that deceived the, Eve. The rapscallion. <laughs> the rapscallion. He was the original.
0: You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> the rapscallion. Messages hidden in Genesis. <laughs> rapscallion.
1: <laughs> so anyways, um, it just got me thinking about this accountability um, mm-hmm. thing, you know, and, and looking back and... In my experience with uh, evangelical, because I feel like I want to talk about this real quick. Yeah, I feel, go for it, bro. I feel like I've been doing a lot of research on this lately, and I would... And I don't think you're here, mm-hmm. but I would mark myself as an ex-vangelicist. Ex-vangelical. Ex-vangelic. Ex-vangelical. It's an actual hashtag. Uh, so, pretty much what that means... Is someone who has been burnt by church and has kind of stepped out of it and just doesn't really want anything to do with it. And they, there are other hashtags like empty the pew, exvangelical, um, where the, the goal isn't to shut down church. Hey, what up, T Flo? The goal isn't to shut hey. down church. The goal is to reveal the deceptiveness that is behind that whole church culture. And not every church is like that. Yeah. And I'm sure your church is really cool, but we've got to still be able to address the issue that there are tons of churches that are still like that. Where there's so much that goes on behind the scene. And that's what the whole empty the pews movement is about and the whole exvangelical movement is about. Um I
0: don't even know what those are. What's what is empty the pew?
1: It's just about uh revealing all the ish that is going on behind the scenes of oh,
0: church yes i'm all for empty the and pew
1: and to an extent it's about getting people out of church oh um maybe not <laughs> well i'm not totally against it i mean i yeah. personally don't really see an, a necessity for church at least in my life mm-hmm. i mean i'm i'm sure you know to someone like you and other people who really get something out of it in a real positive fulfilling way Mm -hmm. it's awesome but for me i just don't necessarily feel like i need it at -hmm. least in this point in my life Mm -hmm. so the whole ex-evangelical uh empty the pew um all those hashtags and the and that kind of movement it's all about revealing all the stuff and it's mainly like i would call it like empty the uh empty the pulpit more than empty the pew. Like let's review and see everything that's going on more with leadership and all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes like that. So anyways, Mm -hmm. I would kind of mark myself in that category because I just don't, I don't know. I think a lot of the times I know there's something good to fight to fight for with church. Yeah. I understand that. But there's just, there's so much bad. Uh, yeah. Like, what, you personally, what makes you want to fight for that? Like, what makes you, what makes you still kind of like an evangelical? What makes you want to be in church? What makes you want to get people to church and all of that? Mm. Like, what is it inside of you? Is it just because... And I know that it's not it, but just as a provocative statement, is yeah. it just because um, that's just American culture? We Definitely go to church. Uh, what is American
0: it? culture has done no good thing for the church at all. So, yeah, the, the more you want to marry those two together, the worse things.
1: Well, get. Christian American Westernized religion culture.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, they they're not super great for each other. I think they should break up.
1: I mean, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. um, I totally agree with you. I don't know. The reason, the reason that I want people to go to church is because I don't see anywhere else in culture where someone can go and know that they're going to find support, love Jesus, someone that will help them figure out life and all the spiritual aspects of it. Because, Now, taking a step back, I don't think that there are necessarily a lot of churches where someone can just go and experience that. You know, like you're going to encounter a ton of BS from the front door to the pew to the pulpit to the time you leave in a lot of churches. Mm -hmm. But if we could fix it and make it that thing that I just described, which I really believe it can be, I think that that would be a great help to our nation that's spiritually suffering. That really has a lot of messed up ish in its life and not enough good coping mechanisms to deal with all that ish.
1: I mean, but the only issue is like, what would it take to fix it? And would you be willing to die for that? Would you be willing to lay yourself on the line to, for even just for the possibility of church being what it needed to be to reach people because the way I look at it man I see like I have personally seen more people mm-hmm. since I've been in church I've seen more people in my friend group hurt and pushed away from God by church than the world mm-hmm. and and when, you, when you're in church cultures you know they talk about how you know you just need to separate from the world and the devil's trying to tempt you away and all this stuff but I see more people pushed away from God inside of the church. Inside the four walls is where I see the majority of people pushed away from God because the people are told they're not following God the right way or um, they're treated unfairly or any of the stuff that happened to me when I was in church. Mm -hmm. And luckily I'm not, it didn't push me away from God. Um, You know, I've had my doubts and I've had my concerns and, I'm definitely not trying to get back to church. No, yeah.
0: I mean, I guess I would just ask was like is it what, worth was,
1: all the people? Was who your experience
0: hurt? purely negative? And what you went through in church was it purely negative?
1: No, but the only I feel like the only positive are the things that I took with me and the people that left with me. Like there's nothing that I would want to go back to that church for. I
0: I get it because we know all the ugliness that's there that made us all leave in the first place. But like, I mean, the experiences that, I don't know, for me personally, like when we went to encounters, which is like a weekend retreat, there was a lot of unpacking that I did that needed to happen, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of change that happened in me as a person for the better. And I needed a place to do that a place to facilitate that. I never would have found that Mm -hmm. in in my bedroom unless someone was like trying to provide an avenue for me to connect with God better. Yeah. Uh, And that's just because I don't know. I wasn't necessarily motivated it motivated enough to do it on my own. I didn't know how to do it on my own, but I got a lot of good out of that.
1: Do you think it just came
0: with a ton of baggage?
1: Do you think though it would be possible to be able to get that, just from finding a group of people who are like-minded almost like finding a like a social network mm. per se of people who want that rather than having yeah. the physical constructs of a church or okay the...
0: now now you're getting into ter- I think we're starting to agree with each other is okay. because the the building of a church Is not what the church is. To me. Like I can get rid of that completely. Not
1: necessarily what I mean by that. uh, More of the. uh, Obviously we agree on that for sure. Yeah. But I mean like the. uh, uh, Spiritual implications of what a church is. um, Leadership. Tithe. um, Obviously the building side. The physical side of it. Like Mm -hmm. the building and stuff like that. But like. What if it was just, like, groups of people who met, worshipped together, encouraged each other? Like, I could get down with something like that. Hell yeah. That's,
0: Keith, that's all I want out of, like, a church. That's all I want a church to be. Yeah. That's basically what you're saying is that that thing that you could get down with Mm -hmm. is what I wish that the American church would be reduced to. I wish that that we would all anyone that doesn't need their church building would lose their church building tomorrow anyone that um that doesn't need the tithe i mean maybe all, all ministers <laughs> don't need the tithe <laughs> yeah uh there's like if we could just lose all of that bs that you just named like mm-hmm. the building do we really need that probably not Is it cool that we spend 10% of our income to support a building structure and thing that doesn't necessarily need to exist? No, that's awful. That's dumb. Let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of this. Mm -hmm. All of that that you basically described, if we could just get a knife and cut that away and the church could be reduced to groups, pockets of people that have the resources that they need and nothing more to serve people, encourage people and facilitate a spiritual experience where they can find God, find forgiveness and find freedom in their spiritual life. I mean, you win. That's what I want to do to church. I want I want all of the necessary yeah. unnecessary bullcrap to die tomorrow. Like if everyone just like foreclosed on every church that was out there, it would be hard at first, but I think that the real church would survive and it would mm-hmm. honestly Get a little healthier. I don't know. Maybe I'm going too far with that, but
1: no, I don't think so. Just say what's on your mind. Yeah, I mean, I could get down with that for sure.
0: Maybe yeah. not foreclosed. I don't want anyone's credit score to get messed up. But so I want what, you to what, stop uh, spending all your money on stuff that doesn't matter. Okay, bye. Yeah.
1: What part of that made you want to get back? And I don't want to make this like an interview thing because we. Oh no, yeah, no, interview
0: two. me. Whatever you do, whatever you want. <laughs> this is our podcast, Keith. We can do whatever the heck we want. <laughs> we can. Uh, but
1: what. Ain't no church people here telling us what to do. <laughs> what goal of that makes you want to because everything you described is not what you're a part of. Mhm. So what what makes you want to be a part of that? Cuz definitely what you're a part of right now is definitely a tradi- you, very traditional yeah, model of church.
0: Ah, uh, except for the the, the empowerment we, thing, which is cool, yeah, we, yeah. but as
1: far as the model of church mm-hmm. it's, still it's very is, traditional. Even if it's if, even if you it's right. a healthy model. you right. It's a model yeah, yeah, of yeah. traditional church. So yeah. what, what makes that something that you want to be a part of? Do you do mm-hmm. you see how do you think that uh maybe our generation, the millennial generation, getting involved in And stepping into healthy aspects of it can help kind of segue it into, like, the future of what the church needs to be? Or would you be okay with church staying the traditional model, but just kind of slowly getting our generation back into it? Like, what is your kind of... Uh,
0: It's kind of, like, twofold. Is One, I don't know of any really awesome churches like what we just described. I don't know of any churches in my area that I could just go hang out with someone... Yep. It's cool at a house and they would love me and get to know me and my family and be able to support them. Um, also, it's just really cool to be able to go with my wife somewhere where they have – I mean this is this is totally selfish reasoning. Uh, they have daycare for my kids where they can go and get loved separately from me and I don't have to be a constant – I can literally unplug from my children just for a moment to – get love myself rather than give it constantly. That's a huge plus. So that's another reason I get to hang out with people that are like-minded. I get to have an experience with them, with God and my kids will be loved separately from me so I can download some love for myself. Mm -hmm. And that's a really cool and neat thing. The other half of it is that, you know how like back in the day, if you wanted to get someone saved that wasn't saved, you would just like hang out with them a lot and like, hey, let's build a relationship and blah blah blah. And yeah, my ulterior motive is to like get you to believe in Jesus. Um, I think I might be treating the church that way a little bit. Like my ulterior motive is like, He's hey, the church I, I want I want to <laughs> I want to I want to help you understand that there's a lot of unnecessary yeah. BS going on here. And maybe maybe if you. See me do what I'm talking about. Maybe you'll believe in it and help me transition this into a real working thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a group full of people who love Jesus and I can kind of find friends also. That's another thing. Friends to build with friends to do things with.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, th- that was a bunch of reasons, but that's why I go to the traditional church, not because I believe it's perfect, but because it's honestly it's the best thing I got right now <laughs> until we get some better stuff figured out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah.
1: I mean, that's that's completely understandable.
0: Yeah. Sure. It's 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 not it's not because I think I need it, but it's uh it's the best thing that, that I've got right now and I can get what I need on Sunday mornings. I don't know. I don't have a perfect answer for that. That's a good question. Yeah, haven't well, thought about that. Well, it's hard
1: to have a perfect answer for something that's not necessarily perfect. Yeah, and yeah. the model of church that we have across the board, even if it's okay, even if it's worth being there, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not perfect. No churches. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> no. We we have a lot of room to go and a lot of room to grow. And. I don't know. I think it's that's a good that's a really good question. It might be really heroic what you're doing. Mm-hmm.
0: I like feeling heroic, so I could be stroking my own ego by doing it. But
1: yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> it could be heroic, and uh you know, you could be wasting time. Who knows? It's true. It's Who true. Knows? Yeah. We'll I, We'll figure out one day. I guess. I
0: guess I I don't think it's hurting me, and so why not? I, Nah, no. this is a really good question. I'm going to go home and think about this legitimately. I'm going to come <laughs> back. am
1: I going to church.
0: Episode 48, 49, I'll come back with a better answer, I think.
1: Yeah. Pilgrims. I'm
0: going to go talk strength. to my pastor. Hey, why do I go to your church? What is <laughs> what what do I need here? <laughs> what am I getting out of this?
1: <laughs> we just waved at ourselves. We did? Where Can that we... wave come from? There's
0: I, I, I almost went Alex Jones. <laughs> There's a god dang demon <laughs> waving at us on Facebook.
1: <laughs> so anyways, um, to get into our original topic, that yeah. was a good conversation. I really no, enjoyed that. No, that was good.
0: Yeah, I liked it too.
1: Yeah. So um, uh, talking about uh, spiritual accountability, um, there are a lot of ways that we have gone wrong in the church with accountability, taking it over the edge, um, but just starting from uh, the top here. So I looked up the actual definition of accountability according to Webster. Um, it, accountability is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or account for one's actions. Gives the name accountability. The, uh-huh. abil- the ability to account for your actions. Yes. So that is the technical term of the word.
0: So accountability is me giving an account for my own actions. Yes. Okay, yes. not someone else giving an account for my actions.
1: Exactly, and that's how we've kind of swayed <laughs> it and gotten it wrong in the church because we have changed it into that, what you just said. We've we've changed it into we have a group or a person or a mentor or a pastor who has the ability to hold us accountable for our actions, which really isn't accountability. It's more of a forced leverage, and it really... Doesn't surprise me that Christian accountability doesn't work. Yeah, because it's a wrong definition of the word. It it doesn't. It logically, literally, doesn't make sense for accountability to be what we make it in the church. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, the intentions are good, but the practice is really probably it's more hurtful than it is good sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes the intentions aren't even good.
0: Oh, no, that sucks. I mean... God damn, whoever, whoever you are out there, you suck. If your intentions are negative with accountability, you're awful.
1: Well, I mean, because the issue... <laughs> I know you're joking, but the issue... No, that, I'm not. I'm totally <laughs> serious. That guy's a jerk, whoever you are. But the issue that you have with that is, you know, you have pastors with ego, ego trips, you know, churches like we came out of, and, and thousands thousands of other denominations and churches with the same kind of motive where pastors want power. Leadership wants power. They want to feel like they can control people. They can own people. So they use this kind of term of accountability. I'm your mentor. I tell you what to do because I know God's way better. Um, and I feel like it, that kind of accountability too, it, it takes accountability away from the person because then at that point, I'm not even following what I believe. I'm following what this douchebag over here is telling me to believe. Because <laughs> if someone's being like that, that's what they're being, Yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I... So this pastor, this leader, this whatever is telling me how I need to dress, how I need to talk, what's sin and what isn't, why I need to tithe, why I need to do all this stuff when I haven't really figured it out for myself. And that hurt me a lot Coming out of that church culture because mm-hmm. I had no accountability. Everything that I believed and everything I knew was what was force-fed to me, which yeah. I myself took. You know, I took it in. I believed it. You know, which was kind of, you know, my fault. But at the same I mean, time, when the accountability is taken away from you, mm-hmm. and you are forced to believe what another person or another um, pastor or whatever it may be mm-hmm. believes. Then that kind of, it takes away the ability to make your own decisions. So
0: yeah, I mean, if you don't make the decision that you're taught to make, then you made the wrong decision. Yeah, it's kind of how that sets itself up to be. I think it's two two negative things that happen with accountability in the church is one that um, people in accountability groups people aren't necessarily encouraged to not a lot of them anyway encouraged to seek it out. What is it? What are you convicted about? How is God working in you? Where's your heart at? Which we pastors should be discipling someone should be about helping their heart develop its own legs to stand on. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not around, you can stand on your own and make spiritual decisions, and you mature and you become your own person, not perma babysitting. Where it's like, yeah. So how are you doing? All right. Did you poop your pants? You doing okay? Did you have an accident? Did you sin a little bit over there? You know what I mean, like mm-hmm. if someone, if someone, even if they're a baby Christian, that's a term for you. If yeah, <laughs> if they're an inferior, I haven't heard that in a while. Inferior <laughs> Christian. No, but if even then we, we like should memories. still from the get go be encouraging someone to figure it out on their own, like exactly helping them grow up. We shouldn't have a desire to permanently keep someone in the baby state of Christianity so that they need me. They need my input. They need my accountability advice. Forgoes
1: the ego trip again.
0: Yeah. And and what a lot of pastors do, I even myself have done this, is that they use accountability groups to kind of like judge their success in ministry. Mm -hmm. So how much of what I'm telling this person to do are they obeying? Yeah. And if they're obeying 100%, I'm doing a really good job of being a pastor Whereas that isn't really a fair gauge because if, if I can pull you out of someone's life mm-hmm. and their spiritual life just falls to pieces, you were setting yourself up to be their support, not teaching them to support themselves. Yeah. And therefore created weak Christians with that kind of accountability.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, perfect description. I mean, it's the exact opposite of what accountability is supposed to be. Because you're you're holding someone's obligation or willingness to a standard that's not necessarily their own. Mm -hmm. so um,
0: Help them develop the standard is what we should be doing.
1: Exactly. And another note this guy made. He said you have um, you have to balance so many delicate um, psychological emotional and spiritual things that it's easy for things to get weird. It's easy to wreck someone's faith. It's easy to wreck someone's entire life when you're dealing, especially on a um, you know you have like a Especially on a spiritual accountability. Mm-hmm. A Christian, this, did my whole, this defines my whole worldview of everything around me. And depending on your how view I of sleep, hell. How
0: I eat, how I eat, what I do with my money, all of that.
1: And not only that, but de- de- depending on ha- your view of hell, your eternal destination, what? and whether you're going to burn for eternity or not. That's deep. So you're talking about so many things. like someone's whole, You are in charge of someone's whole psyche. what they're thinking there and not just what they're thinking, but their reactions and their emotions to said things, you know, along with their emotional aspects, there's the spiritual implications of that. So it's really easy for those things to get weird when you're putting your definitions and your terms on somebody else and not letting someone develop their own accountability. Really what it comes down to, it's a lack of trust that that person is going to find truth. Um, yeah. You know, there's been people in my yeah. life that um, some people have and some people may still think, man, what is up with Keith? I'm scared for him. He's on a really bad path. I don't think he's saved. I don't think he's going to be saved, whatever. And it's a lack of faith in my own accountability and my own pursuit of God myself. And, I mean,
0: even if I felt that way, I wouldn't just overstep the bounds of your own... No, no, no. And I want want
1: friends to be there if you really think, like...
0: uh, I'm not saying I think that now, but if I ever did think that...
1: And you have came to me before. Yeah. With thoughts like that. Like, hey, uh, just say, oh, uh, what was up with that? Yeah. You know?
0: (laughs) But I don't want to come to you and like, so, Keith, how are you doing with all this? Go ahead and give me an inventory. Uh, Yeah. Because that's not my... I don't know place it's not helpful really to you for me to do that i would come to you and i love you like i mean yeah
1: there's a difference between
0: i wouldn't just like ask for a spiritual account and tell you that you're wrong
1: yeah i think there's a difference between concern and intrusion
0: yeah yeah no you're right like
1: so there's a difference between that because you can come to me with a concern. I welcome that from anybody. I, I'm, I'm definitely not one to say that I have everything figured out and I know. I mean, I'll, every episode, I, <laughs> I have less and less figured out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez,
0: that's not good. Uh, <laughs> cut it, shut it down. We're Keith's losing his mind.
1: <laughs> We're done with the podcast. No. But I'm okay with. Concerns, and I'm okay with people, you know, what's going on with you, but being held accountable to someone else's lifestyle or someone standard. else's choices, someone yeah. else's standard. um
0: According to me, you are not saved anymore, Keith. That's where it gets weird. You know yeah. what I mean? Like instead of asking you questions and having a conversation,
1: yeah. And now come with now. Imagine putting that on someone who's susceptible, mm-hmm. someone who is willing to hear anything you have to say is rock solid truth. Yeah. They're going to be like, "What? I'm not saved." And imagine the hurt that you are dealing to that person.
0: Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. I mean, yeah. there's there's plenty of stuff in the Bible how it talks about like not everyone has to think the same thing all the time. Yeah. And it even talks about like don't put your zeal on other people for for those of you who I haven't read the King James Bible. Zeal is like their passion, their fervor, whatever they do in their relationship with God. That's like, oh, I just got to, this is how I be saved. This is what I got to do. This is how I feel about it is to some extent, biblically, that's personal and not universal. But when you take someone who has a personal passion and then you place that same exact weight and passion that someone else has to produce, that's no good. Because no. they don't have to have that same level of passion. They have to have the a connection to Jesus and it doesn't have to flesh out the same way as yours. And if you make them flesh it out the same way, you, my friend, might be a douchebag.
1: <laughs> that's good. Or, or no, at that's... least
0: at least that's probably how they feel about you.
1: <laughs> no, seriously. I would say it in a lot harsher terms than that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah no yeah, ding, next yeah. point.
1: <laughs> I always feel weird about like what to say while we're live streaming because if we're yeah. just like putting up a pre-recorded thing, like I don't really care what I say, but I don't know like who's watching on a live stream and
0: think about the childrens, Keith. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: I'm I mean, just kidding. <laughs> Facebook is just a public forum. If when we we're putting a podcast up on iTunes, we could write, you know, put the little e beside it. We yeah. can't do that on a live video.
0: Can you so. put it in the in the title? Can you l- go in live?
1: We could, but explicit. There's, we could, but there's still anyone could click on it and watch it. That's so, fair. I wouldn't want a child. It is. You know, yeah. I hear you. Watching me. That's you know, very call respectful. A pastor and a hole or something. That's
0: respectful of you, Keith. Yeah. That is. Just so everybody that's watching knows, that's cuz Keith loves you. I'm and
1: mildly all, respectful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. What's our next point on accountability? Break it down.
1: So this guy who um, wrote this article that I was reading. Mm -hmm. Um, So according to him, um, our focus on the practice of accountability over what he calls Christ love makes these three things happen. So what he's talking about here is we put accountability, um, the practice of being better, getting over sin, therefore being closer to God over what Christ taught which is to love God and that's how you get closer to him and those other things will work themselves out Yeah. so we switch things up so what he says um, when we put accountability over the actual love of God what we get are um, what he marks as like three bad things that could happen um, one he says spiritual growth becomes about what I do and that's so right because I remember even in the culture that we were in, it was very legalistic at points. Yeah. And there are ways 100%. we justify it and we enjoyed it and we um, justified it and followed God through it. But that doesn't mean we were right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But yeah, I mean it can become – your Christianity can become about what you do rather than who you are um what god has done for you or whatever mm. it becomes more about all right have i sinned today okay i haven't i'm good god loves me oh man i messed up i guess i i can't talk to people about jesus today i god loves That's, me um, less today yeah. or i mm. can't be as much of a leader today even if it's even if you're not um second guessing god's love for you you're you are judging your adequacy as a christian based off how good you are.
0: Yeah. And that's Christianity's confusing like that cuz if we were talking about basketball, that would be totally fine. Uh you judge how good of a player you are by how good you play. Yeah. That makes total sense, but Christianity's not about your performance, which is why it's so weird. It's definitely like Christ did it all already and paid every debt, so you don't have to. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to try hard to work off the debt. All you have to do is work really hard at loving Him. So like your physical performance, like the Christian NBA where you're like, how many souls am I getting saved? How much do I pray every day? How much do I read my Bible? Those are the kind of things that can get twisted and can get weird. If you let that become the focus, because it's it's definitely the reason I love Christianity is because it's not about that. What mm. you can you be good enough? It's not about that at all.
1: I mean, we made it that way though. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, even in our own small group leadership, we made it that way. No, you're you know?
0: totally right. I I used to think, man. I haven't gotten anyone to church in weeks. What's going on in my mm-hmm. spiritual
1: life? <laughs> you know what I well, mean? I mean toward the end of twelve two, you know, it was like, Hey, you guys need to go out and make six disciples by the end of the year, otherwise you guys can't be leaders anymore. And you know, there are times where we were told, you know, you can't wear you can't wear clothes with skulls on it. That's demonic. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't watch rated R movies where you can't be a leader. Because
0: and, that could affect other people.
1: Yeah, and it's just the culture we were in. And we didn't reject that. It's not like... No, we accepted it. Yeah, it's not like we were resistant and those people were bad. We were all wrong. Those people weren't trying to deceive us. They were themselves deceived. And likewise, we were. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we really believed because it was told to us, Oh, I cannot wear clothes with skulls on them. It's demonic. So that's cannot, how that works. Okay. I can't I can't watch rated R movies because I because it's wrong and it's sin. You know, we believed what we were told. Yeah. And we weren't held accountable for we weren't being held accountable ourselves. We were being held accountable by an outside source, i.e. a pastor or a leader or an We were elder.
0: being held accountable to them and not encouraged to give an account of ourselves to God. It, it, yeah. it, it, i j- mean there j- were
1: times that i was told that video games were a sin yep yep <laughs> i think
0: i know who probably told you that
1: <laughs> well yeah we all know yeah yeah they just so that is that's point one spiritual growth becomes about what i do yeah. um not i oh, was just point no one bueno. get ready for this no bueno not good number two it becomes something i achieve through grit and determination um Accountability isn't something that you push through. It's not something that you oh, eventually one day I will be good enough because Oh That is No, that's not how it works. That literally... I will force myself. I will I will be a monk and whip the flesh off my back before oh, I stop following. Down.
0: Watch yourself. No <laughs> That that literally sucks all the life out of Christianity for me. What you just said, it just and I
1: guarantee sucks the life out of it. Ninety percent of burnouts, that is why they burn out.
0: Because they're trying to make it happen. Yeah, like the whole point of Christianity was that you could never make it happen. You could never pay your debts. Everything, every good thing you do is filthy rags. Welcome to a place where you need saving. You know, you need someone else to pay your debt because you're not able to. And that's the whole beauty of Christianity is that someone saw me and thought it worthy to pay. They thought I was worth paying my debts and saving me. If you, if you, there's, there's a song called In Christ Alone and Not to Get Preachy. Never heard it. (laughs) That cracks me up. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's uh, um, one of the lyrics is. Um, in Christ alone, uh where where fears are stilled and striving cease. Mm-hmm. If you are striving to be saved, you are confused mm-hmm. about how to get saved in mm-hmm. Christianity. You got it mixed up.
1: Yeah. So
0: we're, in Christ, which is where just Christianity is supposed to be happening, fam, in the middle of Christ, all up in this. Yep. Yeah striving cease because you get it you understand i couldn't do it and he got it for me thanks yep. bro you know exactly. and that's the lifeblood of christianity for me if you're like you got to work it out bro you got to you got to make christianity happen i unsubscribed unlike yeah. i am no longer following the page because sorry i no, i am passionate mean. about that point for sure
1: no. <laughs> no you're you're right and and like i said i genuinely believe that's where most people burn out
0: yeah, it's they, because of stupid accountability bullcrap when, when like first that. Got,
1: when I first got saved, um, is actually like as soon as I got saved, I was in Job Corps. Mm-hmm. Like a week later, I was talking to this chick, and she was like, "Oh, a chick? Who?" Oh. <laughs> no, no, she was. Like, she was like, "Have fun being a Christian. Um, I, I, you'll probably make it a couple years," is what Ooh, she said because oh, because she went bird. like she went through that where she was burnt out and whether it was because she was, I guarantee, um, I will almost guarantee that everyone who has been burnt out by church, it was because of some form of accountability Mm -hmm. and whoever your leaders are, will probably say it was just a spiritual attack and they're sorry it happened or, or the devil (laughs) was used, but no one will ever apologize. Like I hurt you. I'm sorry, but yeah, even if they do. Mm-hmm. Reconciliation is awesome if you can always reach that. But oh, for sure. But accountability, I guarantee, is the majority of the cause of most people falling away from church and or God. Yeah, it, especially with the second point.
0: That type of accountability where you like to
1: get the grit putting the, turning, the yeah.
0: Putting the cattle prod into like be saved more, be better more is yeah. what hurts people.
1: Exactly. So yeah, so that's bad. Uh, Point three, we're trying to see love as monitoring each other. And I really like this point. This is one that um, really stuck with me to the point where I actually made a whole other page just because I wanted to get another point in on it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, we're trying to see love as monitoring each other, not love as just love, acceptance of you for who you are, whoever you are. Whatever you are, no matter how much you've effed up, I love you because God loves you, and I know that God loves you even if I don't love you. Yeah. Because I don't love people all the time. No. <laughs> I get I can say piss. I, I get I... pissed off. <laughs> Same thing like a, I know Christians who, dude, you know what used to do you remember going to encounters and I would like hear people say piss and I'm like, How can you how can you say that? But you can't say the S word. Yeah. And people are like Oh, well, piss isn't a cuss word, but the S word is. I'm like, how? That
0: doesn't make sense. I don't
1: – I still don't get it. I yeah. never have got that.
0: No, the more you think about it – Now I'm just ca- saying both and the, I don't care. The more, the more you I'm think – I'm sorry, guys. The more you think about it, the more confusing it gets. So if you don't want to be okay with swearing, don't think about it too long because you'll figure out that it's <laughs> – that. That it's really confusing for you to have a problem with swearing. (laughs) I mean, you can still have a problem with it. You follow your convictions. That's between you and God. Yeah. But it's kind of confusing the more you think about it, in my opinion. It is.
1: is. So, off that train. Yep, yep. (laughs) So, (laughs) we're trying to see love as monitoring each other, which it was never supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And...
0: Yank the police. Yank. Yank.
1: Yank. <laughs> yeah. Yanny. Oh, my God. So a point that he made that I really loved off of that. Yeah. Which really uh, struck me because, you know, I've been trying to figure out for years, like, why do we interact with culture the way we do? Why do we treat people the way we do, who are outside of the Christian belief or the Christian realm. Yeah. And I think I figured it out based off this guy's... So what he said is, he said when when we are embedded in a culture that equates accountability and love, like accountability equal to love. Yeah. It's no wonder we love culture by judging it. So what he's talking about there, which it just blew my mind yeah, no, when that's I read good. that. That's really good. So... We look at loving the world as judging it, and we've been taught that, we have believed that, and we, in turn, teach that, and it's gone through generation through generation. And
0: then we end up in front of universities with signs that say, like,
1: "Yeah, repent for the hell is coming upon you. <laughs> and, th- and that's supposed to help somebody because we're preaching the truth in love.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's all that someone did for me to get me saved, was they just...
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. Had a
0: one-on-one meeting and got real serious real quick and told me that if I didn't live up to their passions for God, that I wasn't really following God. And so I... Actually,
1: t- I got saved out a book burning.
0: I, oh, look. See? Yeah,
1: it was, it was great. So, so
0: it. if you're born in that, if you're born <laughs> and molded by someone saying, if you don't do this, you're not okay with God, then what are you going to do? You're going to go outside and help more people be born again by saying, if you don't do this, you're not okay with God. That's, that's it. That's, it's you in have your family. Be, it's in your Christian family lineage. To if
1: You've got to be in that select group of people just to really understand it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Long story short, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, don't do please that. Please don't. Don't do that. But yeah, I mean, we've equated accountability with love. Mm-hmm. Me holding you to my standard is me loving you. What? Can I put the buzzer on, please? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Oh, you have to say it and then do the buzzer. All right. So we have equated accountability equals love. Is that right? The game says... (laughs) Sorry. I love you so much, Keith. Sorry, you're wrong. All right, audience. So does accountability equal love? Uh, I need an answer. Oh. (gasps) No? (laughs) This is too much
0: <laughs> i'm not ready for this <laughs> this new level of podcast
1: <laughs> but Yo. no 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 mm-hmm. okay okay so accounting accountability does not equal love and love loving culture does not equal judging culture yeah no end of story we can stop the podcast there and it would be perfect we're at right at an hour but i'm good to keep going
0: yeah we can keep it rolling at least but, for a little bit
1: yeah, I'm good for a, for a minute. Um,
0: What's up, Rex? Hey, hey, boy!
1: Rex yeah. Ford. Rex Ford. Rexford. Rexford Rowland. Yes. Hello, sir. May be blessed
0: <clears throat> and prosper. All right. Let's, yes. Let's bring this sucker home, Keith. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Our tendency to see accountability as a means to stop us from doing bad can be especially deceptive. I feel like we've talked about that. Yep. Um. Yes, it can be deceptive and it can destroy people, blah, blah, blah. What we neglect to do as much about our spiritual development... One second here.
0: Yep, yep. Let's verify that. What,
1: what we neglect to do says as much as about our spiritual development as what we're doing that we shouldn't do. So what he's saying here is it's not... Which is something we all understand, right? It's not necessarily about one second
0: you good bro you good (laughs) bo
1: um it's not just about what we're not doing right it's not just about um good you're not looking at porn anymore awesome but it's about what you are doing because it's kind of like what we talked about before the podcast you can get someone to stop looking at porn and i guess you know him not looking at porn is better than when he was if you're looking at it in terms of like who's being better than another person. But if you just replace that with you're just going to wa play video games all the time or you're just binge watching shows all the time. I mean, did you really are you really doing anything better? So it's not and everyone would agree, yes, I mean, I guess playing video games is better. But then but then you're just judging what what um, what taking place of God in your life is better or worse and at that yeah. point it's like is that really an appropriate mindset I mean obviously yeah. anyone any Christian out there would say yes looking at porn is wrong you shouldn't do it yeah. but if you're just replacing that with video games if you're just replacing that with movies if you're replacing that with just sitting at home playing guitar all the time it's not about what you're not doing What are you doing? Because even, I would say, someone who is struggling with looking at porn, but yet is still serving God to the fullest of their potential, is better than the person who is not looking at porn, but isn't doing with their life.
0: Yeah, I mean, really... To serve God. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's like either one of those, depending on... Who is giving your accountability? Who's your accountability partner? They can be pressuring you to do more. They can be pressuring you to do less. But the part of it that's messed up is that you're only reacting to go preach the gospel because of some man putting pressure on you, or you're only not watching porn because some man is putting pressure on you. Either one of those, whether you're doing it, you're not doing it. If you're just doing it because some accountability partner is putting pressure on you, there's no inner change. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you're, if you're a pastor who's doing that, you're not facilitating a spiritual change. You're just, you're, you're taking your people to behavioral classes with a little like side order of Christianity and you'll go to hell if you don't, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're just changing the behavior and you're not changing the heart. And that's the freaking issue is that. Jesus didn't do anything he did. His whole ministry on earth wasn't like, hey, let me fix your behavior, bro. Never was that his goal. Yeah. His goal was to change the heart. So if you just forego the changing of the heart to change someone's behavior, your accountability is broken and bad and harmful.
1: Yeah. Oh, hey, what's up, Nate? Um hey boy, what a and <laughs> Yeah, and both of those aspects, I guess, could be bad. Yeah. But what I'm saying, what what I'm the point I was trying to make is that My bad. I didn't mean to mess it up. No, you're good. The <laughs> point I'm trying to make is this. Um we should all seek after truth. Mm-hmm. We should all seek after I don't know. Be like, keep yourself accountable. To see that the thing is, look, take God out of the equation, right?
0: Okay, I'm gonna follow you hypothetically. Take following you.
1: Take God out of the situation, right? Seek what is right. Seek what is good, and seek those characteristics that. You see Jesus being, right? You see, and every religion in the world will teach those characteristics of love, mm-hmm. um, be kind to people, stuff Self- like that. Selflessness. Yeah. will teach that's the kind of person you're supposed to be. Yeah. If you are a Christian and you're not doing those things out of love and you're doing it because it's what you're told to be, um, then... I like I'm not the person to sit here and say you're doing it wrong but it's yeah. like I would if that was me Yeah and I was just doing what I was what I was told to do. Mhm. And I was holding those implications on other people. Yeah. And I was essentially putting judgment on other people based off what I was taught. Then I I don't know.
0: I I I think you're
1: we should all seek to be good people, right? Well yeah. 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 Whether whether you're Christian, whether you're Buddhist, whether you're Muslim, whether you're whatever, mm-hmm. you should seek everyone should seek to be good people. Yeah. And everyone should seek those good things, not out of a standard that you were held to, not out of a moral obligation that was constrained upon you that you don't even necessarily believe you know if if what you're doing and i don't even know where i'm going with this but it's just like a random you're, thing you're, thought that went in my head and i'm just like you no know, yeah
0: it's 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 hitting all kinds of scoring all kinds of points with me because <laughs> cuz i
1: don't even know what i'm saying
0: because if you if what you're doing is not genuinely what you as a person want to do as a christian as a buddhist as a whatever religion if it's not genuinely what you want to do, then your faith isn't genuine. Mm-hmm. You're just doing what someone else expects you to do. If you yeah. are preaching the gospel as a Christian because of someone pressuring you to do so, your accountability partner. <coughs> dab on them. Uh, sorry, dab cough. <laughs> it, your faith isn't genuine. Yeah, I'm just being real. Like What we're taught cannot produce genuine faith unless it's what we actually believe. The pressure that people put on us cannot produce genuine faith. The mm-hmm. only thing that can produce genuine faith is if you genuinely believe it and it means something to you and you do it for that reason, that's genuine faith. The yep. stuff that accountability partners <laughs> okay. produce, this kind of accountability produces, it's not genuine faith. It's pressured faith. And that's not a good way to live your life—you get burnout.
1: Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Right. No. No. I. I like that point, and you know, I don't know why I went off on that rant, but I mean, it just—just just a way to kind of bring this home for the, yeah. I guess, the end of yeah. the episode. You know? Do it. Bring it. Like, believe whatever you believe. Do it because you really believe it. Because when I first became a Christian, and my faith was probably like the most surreal Mm -hmm. than it ever was it was completely my choice everything I believed it was because that's what I believed something Um,
0: really changed for you yeah
1: what really threw a wrench in everything and made me even to the point where I didn't want to believe at all was after leaving the church and I was realizing that all these standards that I had on my life every Pretty much everything I believed about God, other than the fact that I believed in him, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: was a lie, essentially.
0: Or it was something that you didn't genuinely believe.
1: Yeah. Even if it wasn't necessarily a lie, it was someone else's standard that was taught to me that I just took for truth. Or, you know, something I was just forced to believe in order to be a part of what was going on. And, uh that's so I wanted mean, to bring busted. it home <laughs> that's yeah. so busted to bring it home I would just say man like I think everyone should figure out what they believe and I'm still at a point where I'm not even 100 yeah. percent sure what I believe I still would consider myself a Christian at this point I definitely have no plans on going back to church at the moment like I don't mind going around visiting churches and yeah you know, but every time I go to a church, I'm still just like, yeah.
0: I'm but working man. on it, man. I'll make I'll make church good, I promise.
1: You make a good church and I'll go to it.
0: <laughs> okay. You know? It's my life's dream. And to I'm not out. And
1: I'm tr- still trying to figure out the whole God thing, you know, like Yeah. You know? Who really is God? I believe that I believe that he is I would still say I believe generally in like the Jesus of the bible and like i believe in god and everything but it's like you know who is that who really i want to get back to the rock solid understanding of myself of like who is that guy Mm -hmm. because there was a point in my life where i really knew him yeah and then there was a point in my life where a bunch of bs was thrown at me of who he was Mm -hmm. and then things got super spiritual which i don't even think like all the spiritualness really merited truth because I feel like some of it, maybe a lot of it was emotions too. Like a, I don't know if there – there's a lot of it that I could easily see like if I was just in a really emotional state of mind, I could derive something. But then there are still moments where it's like that had to be something more. Yeah, um, I don't – I But I feel like you could contrive that too. There are things you could just contrive. Yeah. So,
0: I don't know. I I try not to separate out my emotions. I know that they can make you think weird things, but like, I feel like I
1: want to. I want to I, separate I, everything.
0: I feel like the truth is emotional, bro. If you've ever had like a revelation that something is true, immediately evokes emotion. You're like, and it makes you feel ways. I mean, they're just the reactions to the truth or the lie. I mean. I don't think that they necessarily give merit to or take merit away from what's going on as truth, but man, they're the, they're like the good stuff. Like I love whenever I feel like, man, I just had like realized something as true. Like God loves me, mm-hmm. just oh, immediately kicks on the emotions or I don't know. We're getting off on an emotional tangent. We can talk about emotions versus logic later on. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be fun. But no, I think I, Keith. I don't know about you, man, but I really enjoyed this podcast.
1: Yeah, look at this, guys. Yeah, we have we're show notes. We're
0: show notes, professionals. Hey, <laughs> we're pros here. What dab on them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the hater said oh, we would never be anything. Oh,
0: show notes.
1: <laughs> Anyways, dab on um, them, show notes. <laughs> any final remarks?
0: Uh, final remarks. Uh, final remarks. Final remarks are. I just want to reiterate to everyone out there that we love you. If you listen to this whole podcast, it must be because you love us too. And I appreciate that genuinely from the bottom of my heart. The fact that you care about what I care about connects us and you're awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need to know that. And two, um, if you really, really think you're a spiritual person, that's awesome. But you should take an account of yourself accountability. Is what you believe and what you do, are those actions and those thoughts motivated by what you really believe? Or is it pressure from someone else to make you feel like you need to do those things or think those thoughts? Because if so, they're produced by the pressure of others. Your faith isn't genuine. So why don't you take an account of yourself tonight? Think about whether what you do and what you believe is genuine. Is your faith real? maybe it is maybe it isn't but whatever you do stop being manipulated by douchebags Mm. believe for yourself fam believe for yourself Mm -hmm.
1: and i just want to dab one more time okay there you go i'm not cool (sighs) enough to dab but yes anyone who has watched this thank you uh thanks for joining the live stream Anyone who commented on him, thanks for joining the... Yeah, uh,
0: yeah we had people here. Yeah. That was nice. Thanks, thanks for joining guys. the conversation.
1: Thanks, everyone, for being here. Um, podcast will be up on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and everywhere else you can find podcasts except for Spotify because we're not popular enough for that. Tomorrow. Maybe someday we will be. Someday. Um. Anyways, so the podcast will be up shortly. And uh, for your not viewing but listening pleasure and uh yeah uh in final words arigato say nara bonjour bon- bonjour everybody bon- bonjour V.